0: This is a Podfire production. Welcome to the Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs podcast, where every fortnight, your hosts, Adam Shepard and Natasha Price, take a long, hard look at the world through the eyes of two people who believe in grabbing life by the balls and squeezing tighter than Borat in a mankini. The good, the bad, the often cringeworthy, but most importantly, the hilarity that can and often does ensue. If you're looking for fluffy sunshine and rainbows, My Little Pony Meets Care Bears type of purity, you've probably come to the wrong place. If you're after good conversation, warped humour, quick wit, a touch of sarcasm, two proud people with disabilities with the no-holes barred, leave no stump unturned outlook on life. Welcome home. Well, hello.
1: Hi there. What a what a fun morning we've had.
0: It has been, it has been. We have the coolest. I'm not going to say the coolest because that makes it sound like our other interviewers were, interviewees were <laughs> average and they really, really weren't. No, they weren't. But um, uh, I was discussing this with you in the car on the way here. I, uh, I don't fanboy over anyone. I don't. and But this guy. Yes. So mm,
1: so uh, let mm. us tell you, we have just interviewed the incredible, amazing Dr. Dinesh uh, Palapana for this podcast and we'll Mm -hmm. be bringing that interview to you later today for those of you watching the edited show and for those of you that haven't we've already been live so hop onto Facebook and uh, And check it it out yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah (laughs) you said you were nervous
0: I was I don't get nervous and I don't know like I, I said to you in the car I was like I was the least like I'm I'm you know, in a, uh, I'm sitting there interviewing a doctor and a lawyer, and I've got you, that's a lawyer as well. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like the least qualified, least intelligent person in the room, most <laughs>
1: most likely to get into trouble, and all, and also <laughs> the
0: shortest, actually. Well,
1: ha- see, th- here's the thing though: had you have gotten legless in public and gotten yourself into trouble, you true. had two lawyers there that would have been able to protect you. This is very true. So you shouldn't m- perhaps not have been that nervous. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a
0: good. good point. Yeah, that's a good point. No, that's
1: why. I am the lawyer. (laughs) Make sure you stick around (laughs) and check out
0: that interview. Dinesh is such an awesome guy. He Um, really is. Really, um, we we had some great conversation and um, yeah, Yeah. very cool.
1: And um, as last year's Queensland Australian of the Year, he really is um, Mm -hmm. a a guy that's got a lot to say about some wonderful things and with a fantastic (coughs) story. So make sure you join us for that. However.
0: How's your week been? uh,
1: Well, you would know you've been with me. Uh,
0: I feel like we've had this conversation. I know uh, we have. Yeah, we, we have. have.
1: No, my yeah. my week has been good, actually. Uh, of course it has. You've
0: been hanging out with me. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what yeah. you think. How? I would like to like to keep up the premise that um, that that we're all good and happy, but really, I just don't want to be around you anymore. How no, how should, should ask <laughs>
0: can somebody else's week be when they get to hang when out they with get with to me, hang me all day? I mean, all the
1: time. Yeah, this is true. This no, I, is I know. True.
0: I know. Shall we get into this?
1: <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's do it. What have we got up first? Oh, uh,
0: we've got a social media takedown. Okay. I'm going to hit the button.
1: Do it. Are you going to hit the right one?
0: Awesome. And yes, I am going to hit the right one. You know why? Because our awesome producer, Ruby, once again labelled the buttons for me so I can't cock it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Because <laughs> if anybody
0: watched the last one, you will have noticed that uh, the, the last live at least – um, And the lives are where all the fun's at because it's unedited. Yes. You will notice that I literally hit every button I could before I got it right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Story of most men's life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> so... Hey. Hang on a minute. That <laughs> took you a while, didn't it? I was a bit late on to that one, wasn't I? Oh, my God. Right. <sighs> okay. So, social media, take down. So, I'm going to just quickly explain. This show, we're doing it as a little bit of a special. Last week was International Day of People with Disabilities. Feel free
0: to celebrate us in any way Anywhere you choose you and choose. see fit.
1: And so, we're going to talk... A hell of a lot about being cripples this week.
0: Yes, we are. Well, it's what we do best. It's what we do best. What? It is cri- what we them. Yeah, crippled them. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. what I do best. I've had 40 years experience. This but
1: is true. I, I don't have quite as much experience as you, but I've certainly had I, 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 like I realised the other day that <laughs>
0: as life goes on, I've just made myself more and more crippled.
1: Yes, you have.
0: I said, it sounded like I said crippled crippled. I'm I'm crippled. <laughs> crippled. But yeah, I have. Like you have. I've just and i you,
1: you started off as just para and yeah. now you're you're legless.
0: I'm a bilateral amputee paraplegic.
1: With slightly dodgy kidneys. With slightly
0: dodgy kidneys. Yes. Exactly. Hello, Dr. Barnum, but, if you're watching.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go with the doctors. Hello got to keep in good with all surgeons. <laughs> make sure they look after Well, me. you've got Dinesh in there now uh, as well. Oh <laughs> no! All right.
0: Social media takedown. So what are we talking about?
1: We are talking about inspiration porn. Mm-hmm. And so people are probably gonna ask what inspiration porn it is. It's um it's a it's a term that was coined by Stella Young, which is, who is a um, disability advocate that actually sadly passed away uh she did. earlier this awesome. year or last year.
0: Uh, uh, I feel like it was actually a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. It wasn't all that long ago anyway. But um inspiration porn. It is when People with disabilities are put out into the media, out to be sources of inspiration for the able-bodied people around them, oh and it, it's something that happens ever such a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about this, okay? Yes. You'll you'll go to a go to a store, go and get yeah you know, a bottle of drink out of the fridge, mm-hmm. and somebody will go up to you and go, "Oh, you're so inspiring," and you're like. What the fuck for? I just got a bottle of drink out of the fridge. Like seriously, no. Yes, yes. There, there are, there are times when calling somebody inspirational is is very warranted. Mm-hmm. However, we're not here as people with disabilities so who are just trying to live our lives in the best way we know how. I agree. Purely to be a source of inspiration. Does mm-hmm. it, do you not agree?
0: No, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm, I'm just a. Legless guy here, living my best life, making the the best I can out of this crazy thing. And Absolutely, yep, like and
1: so. You'll you'll go onto social media quite often, and they will be videos of of some uh, person with a disability that's gone to the gym and and doing something, which yep. you know is 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 pretty cool, but no different to an able-bodied person Mm. and it'll be shared on a million different social media platforms uh, on a million different pages and you will see comment after comment after comment of people like oh that's so inspiring oh well done to the person who's caring for them for Mm. for helping them to get to the gym well and you know and like
0: i mean i'll I'll, anybody who follows me on social media knows that you know i'll post a, a gym video or you know you know stuff like that occasionally, and I do, and but it, it, that's not uh, that's not aimed at being, um, aimed not aimed at being that. It's it's aimed at a ten year old Adam or ten year old Tash.
1: <coughs> you wouldn't have wanted to know ten year old Tash. Okay. I was a pain in the ass. Okay. <laughs>
0: Cripp- uh, imagine ten year old crippled Tash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you know, ten year old crippled Adam. It's it's aimed. I'm actually, and when I do stuff like that, it's actually aimed at other kids with disabilities and people with disabilities who may be new to having a disability. The whole point in that is not, it's not a, Hey, look at me. Aren't I amazing? It's you can do this too. That that's the whole point.
1: And it's, it's, it's meant of a, as a source of motivation, not inspiration. Mm-hmm. What, pisses me off most is quite often these videos are put up and they're, they're not actually, they've been put up by the, the, the person with the disability, yes. Mm-hmm. But then they've been shared by somebody else and they've been put with like this inspiring music in the background. It just, it just, it Mm. makes me want to puke. I'm sorry, guys. I know it's often well-intentioned and and or saved or shared by devotees. Oh yeah, well that's (laughs) that's 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 a different. That's quite that's quite worrisome, Adam. You do that little (laughs) too well. (laughs) Anyway, yes, but like guys come on we're we're just people trying to live life we're not yep. here to try and be a source of inspiration yes i i'm i'm happy to say if you find what i do as a human being inspiring that's yep. that's all well and good however you have to question yourself is are you finding that inspiring because we're doing cool shit mm-hmm. or are you finding it inspiring because because you're doing cool shit despite having a disability. And that's, that's when it becomes inspiration porn. That's when it becomes an issue. And if you're, sharing all these things to try and make yourself and other people feel better, which sadly happens a lot, then maybe you need to kind of question your motives a yeah, little bit. Now, now, we're not saying that people are doing this um, in in some kind of malicious way. It, it's not at all, and it's often meant in, in a kind way, but it's misguided, and mm. all it does is show how many unconscious biases that there are still in this world mm. and how far we still have to go t- in order to be treated equally
0: yeah i mean like i i said you know I, i i post those things that i post for you know 10 year old adam and and you know whatnot and and kids of that but you know at the same time on the periphery of that if i've got you know somebody who's who's having a hard time with life and um, you know, really, maybe struggling to find direction, or you know, unmotivated, and if that helps them in say, some way, I'm all up for that. Like yeah, 100%. that, that—that's you know, that's what we're all about. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: I guess, I guess there's a there is a fine line between seeing something as motivating as and as being inspiration porn, but I think it's the it's the background thought that goes into it. Is is yeah. that some? Okay, this is, I guess this is something we have said to To us quite often. Yeah. Oh well, if you can do it, then then I can do it. And th- whilst that isn't necessarily a bad thing to say, what the 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 premise of it is mm. that the actual the underlying undertones of it is mm. well, well, you have a disability and you can do it, so I should be able to do it. Yeah, and and like I i understand that thought process that's got that goes on but why wouldn't we be able to do that with a disability yeah. mm. it, that that thinking that mindset needs to be changed that mm. makes makes a person believe in the first place that you wouldn't be able to be do it just mm-hmm. because you have a disability and that shouldn't be what you're using as your source of motivation mm-hmm. in order to be able to do things you should be using what we're doing as, you know what people with disabilities are doing, just just as a cool thing, as 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 motivation in general, because it's just people being able to do shit and going out and leading the life that they love, but yeah. not necessarily because it's a disabled person doing it. And oh, hang on, why can't I? Why why aren't I forcing myself to do it if they can? Yeah, uh, yeah which is which is often the. I mean,
0: everyone's uh, motivated motivated by different things, and health and wellness, and you know, and, and everyone does. You know, everyone does that sort of stuff you know, their own way as well. You know, some yeah. people some people meditate and some people go to the gym and, you know, the gym is my meditation. I know it's not calming and relaxing, but it's what I do.
1: Yeah. Mm. So anyway, guys, if you are seeing videos out there that are being shared on socials of people with disabilities and they've got the whole inspiring music behind and, you know, it's like... Go, buddy! You're so awesome, and it, it's done in a patronizing way. Perhaps consider resharing and 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 engaging with those posts because it just yeah. it kind of builds on the the problem that we have um, trying to find equality in this world, and, and makes makes the whole job of being equal a little bit harder. I agree. I, I, you know, also, it's not a bad thing if you if you're finding inspiration in certain things, but just um, I guess make sure it's not in a misguided way.
0: Yes. Shall we move on?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Next one.
0: Like two cripples using a beach tower to skydive. This could go anywhere. Welcome to the soapbox session. I really enjoy that intro.
1: Yes.
0: I really do. Well I, written. I well, thank you. I, I I um I always just have this vision of legless Adam jumping out of a plane with a beach towel.
1: And, <laughs> the, well, we all know that that's not true because Adam won't jump out of anything higher than his wheelchair.
0: This is very true. Maybe it's because I've always been a wheelie that I'm, is, is not helped with yeah, my... Or
1: maybe that you've just always been
0: a wimp. <laughs> Bite me, bite me.
1: Uh, I would do, but there's not much left to bite. No, anymore. That, this is a good point.
0: Doctor has skydived. He has, he has. He was telling me, and and he he like me is scared shitless of heights. So exactly,
1: which is why I should it's probably good to just do it.
0: grow some kahunas and do yes. it. Yeah, well, maybe one day.
1: Oh, I'll get you in a plane one day and yeah. just, just chuck you out. You so. know, I had this
0: I had this conversation at I fly the other day. Oh, you were with? Me. We, we had this conversation. Does a skydiver, when they're on a plane, right, going to a competition or whatever they're doing or somewhere to to do a skydive, when they're on a domestic flight plane or whatever, do they keep their chute with them just in case?
1: Apparently, occasionally, yes. Apparently, occasionally, <laughs> yes, they do. There you go. But then there's then apparently there's interesting questions about what you've actually got packed in, d- in it and why <laughs> oh, you, you have to carry a parachute, like implications of um, all sorts. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> you know so, what? sir, why are you carrying this parachute with you into a plane which isn't going to go down? What do you know that we don't um, know? <laughs> um, do, do you know
0: that it's not going to go down? Okay, <laughs> uh, I, I digress. We don't. Yes, we do. Yes. So the soapbox session. So for those of you who once again follow us on social media, um, you might have seen this beautiful mug, as in mine, um, on the news, and uh, and might not. Was it last week? Last week, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I found myself in a bit of a situation that sadly is not uncommon. Um, it's a situation that many many Australians find themselves in. Um, I applied. Um, the current wheelchair that I use is five years old and well and truly worn out. Um, I've been. It's
1: I, on its last legs. It's bunch. <laughs> somebody, something's got to have legs around here because sure as not ain't me.
0: Um, it's yeah. It's it's my wheelchair stuff. I've been told by the 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 mechanic and and whatnot that um, I desperately I need new wheelchair. And um How are you going there? Are you dying on me. I'm
1: dying on us. Oh, yeah. that's not awesome. A, that's not a good
0: situation.
1: <laughs> oh, blood so. sugar lows, the, the the interesting life, the type one diabetic. Guys, if I pass out then we know there's an issue. Then we we'll know there's an
0: issue. <laughs> So I was told I need new chair. So anyway, applied to the NDIS, um, went through all the rigmarole of. Um, well, actually, my OT is very good, so it wasn't rigmarole as such. But got all the you know the OT stuff done, um, you know um, all the reports and bits and pieces. Submit to the NDIS. Got an email back saying that my request for the chair had been denied. Bam
1: um, bam bam. Bam
0: bam bam. You cannot be mobile. Anymore, anyway. <laughs> you
1: are not entitled to mobility. Your days
0: of mobility are over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i will get a skateboard instead. Uh, yeah, can you imagine s- submitting that to the NDIS? Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> three hundred. I'll, I'll just submit three hundred dollars for a skateboard instead. No, I'm, I'm not suggesting you do that. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> but um, so anyways, it was denied and uh, under. So the NDIS have this thing: is it reasonable and is it necessary? And so apparently under that test, the reasonable and necessary test, it came back as the chair was not reasonable and necessary due to cost.
1: Due to cost. So the NDIS, for those of you that don't, who are watching from overseas and don't know anything about yes, it, is um, it, it's a public um, system that is um, paid for by the public offers. And it's supposed to be an insurance scheme, a little bit like the way insurance works in the States, so that people with disabilities can get the support and um, technologies and equipment that they need in order to be able to reach their goals in life and, and lead a, a life like the... The you know like everybody else does mm. and it is a fantastic idea it's a fantastic system and you know as much as we've had issues with it both of us would yep. say that without that we wouldn't be able to do half the things we do because we'd never be able to afford the, the, the supports and 100%. the equipment that, that we need in order to mm. lead life. However mm. there's got to be some questions asked about the way in which it's um, so. so currently let's currently working.
0: 100% let's, let's start off by saying that you applied for the exact same I wheelchair.
1: I did. Exactly. And for Except me, for
0: mine's a little bit bigger because my ass is a little bit bigger.
1: But, yeah. <laughs> Except for me, exactly two weeks beforehand, the chair was approved. No questions asked.
0: In like 24 hours? Yes.
1: Yeah, straight away. Less than. Mm. And I think... Uh, okay, my brain's going dead because I'm going low. (laughs) (laughs) Good (laughs) (laughs) idea. This this could be a really interesting episode. I've forgotten what I was (laughs) going to say. (laughs) So
0: so I uh, basically came back and I was told that it was not reasonable, not necessary. So the – so the wheelchair that I up-
1: Oh I remember what I was going to say. Oh you're <laughs> oh, okay welcome <laughs> so, back. So so um, thanks to Mr Shorten Bill Shorten Hello me. Bill if Hello, you're Bill. listening as as you know as Hello, we're friends Bill. as we're friends now we'll tell you about this in a minute. Um, He's he's brought in a new feature whereby if a wheelchair user or, or somebody with a disability needs um, a piece of equipment, a piece of assistive technology that is under the fifteen thousand yep. mark, they are supposed to, um, uh, with the resp- uh, rep- with the support of an occupational therapist, they're supposed to just automatically approve it. Yeah. So. This is what happened with me. I got my automatic approval, no yep. problems. However, for you, me on the other the hand, the fact no. that you have no legs and are paralysed seems to not be a big enough reason for you to need a wheelchair.
0: Not reasonable, not necessary. Not
1: reasonable, <laughs> not necessary. necessary. Can I ask at which point does it become reasonable and necessary? I I
0: know, I know.
1: Look, like, okay, so my problem with all of this is the inconsistency in yes, it. Yes, hundred percent. Why is there not a strict set of guidelines? And in clear-cut cases, if somebody has no fucking legs, for God's sake, is it not? I don't. Is it not obvious? If this m- table
0: wasn't here, I'd show you.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, please. Sorry. Don't. That's. <laughs> you that go was, back into your creepy mode again. Sounds <laughs> way creepier through the headphones. Let me tell you. But anyway, uh, forgot what I was going to say again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, no. I give up. <laughs> it's all good.
0: Yeah. It's um, it's So anyway, th- basically, uh, Tash was approached or contacted. Um,
1: so I did, a, you I did, a, post d- I did a post on social media, social post. media LinkedIn yep. mostly, and very, very lucky to realise that I um, have some wonderful contacts you on, do. on socials.
0: Bill Shorten apparently. Bill
1: Shorten, one of them, and, and um, a couple of other people too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, you were contacted by Bill Shorten yes. around about the same time. Um, I'm, uh, I was very, we, we both got a message from, uh, Sally Pearson who, um, we're, we're fortunate to be friends with, um, through athletics and whatnot. And, um, she now works for, for those of you that aren't local, she works for our local, um, channel seven she news. Does? And, um, she said, I'm going to, hi gonna, Sal. i <laughs> uh, she said, I'm going to get my guys onto this, um, And so sure enough, uh, 11 o'clock the next morning, I got a phone call from a reporter saying, um, are you, can we come around in half an hour? I'm like, absolutely you can. Sounds good. Sure enough, half an hour later. Um, uh, yeah, he was, um, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan from the, um, uh, from channel seven news. Gold Coast was here, did a story, um, and uh, you
1: you're looking at me for reassurance at this point Adam but I can't actually respond to you because I can't think straight right now. Awesome. <laughs> Let's do a podcast <laughs>
0: while the type 1 diabetics going low. <laughs> awesome. Running games. Rock and roll. So um he came around um did the uh, did the interview it was fantastic. And I th- it was really well done. i so if you're listening mate, I'm really really appreciative of that. Um contacted the Ice and said I'm running this story. Um and uh, tonight, and the NDI said we need uh, twenty four hours. Um, he went back to them and said, "You've got till four o'clock this afternoon," <laughs> um, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then um, uh, um,
1: by by which point, Bill had already Bill had already reached reached out to yep. me and um, hmm? he said, "I oh, got my phone number and everything," and um, said he wanted to have a conversation, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Um, 20 minutes after your interview, you got an email saying. I got
0: a 20 minute, uh, uh, 20 minute, I got an email (laughs) 20 minutes later um, saying that the decision had been reversed and now I was. The chair was approved, um,
1: which you know is a bloody fantastic outcome mm-hmm. for you. And and um, I ha- I ended up having a you know seventeen minute conversation with with Mr. Shorten. about You counted. You, I you Well, timed no, no, it. I looked at the phone afterwards. I didn't time oh, okay. it. I just That's looked a bit at the creepy phone afterwards because I was just wondering how long I was on the phone for. I
0: love you so I always <laughs> will.
1: Weirdo. Bill. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, and we, we we had a really good conversation about how how yeah, I mean, for, for want of a better way of putting it, it was ridiculous that mm. you'd been rejected in the first place, and that NDIS were probably going to move towards um, overturning that decision yeah. anyway. But the the stress and the um, mm. and just the ridiculousness of it all it just should never have happened and no. why is there no inconsistency in the system no consistency oh, yeah
0: consistency. Consistency. consistency inconsistency there's lots of inconsistency not much consistency <laughs> we need to wrap this one up i like oh, okay. no, okay. so i'm good i'm good, I'm good. <laughs> so so and and you know to to add in the chair I was I'm I've applied for and and finally and thankfully been accepted for um, you know it's it's a standard basic lightweight wheelchair it's not it's got no bells and whistles it doesn't have doesn't have a motor or um it's not even a carbon fiber chair it's a lightweight wheelchair um you know i on a daily basis i probably pull my wheelchair out and tasha's wheelchair out 6 to 8 times a day um and that's re- that's really hard going on your shoulders so to have something that's lightweight and easier to pulling out of a car is is really really essential.
1: And you know, fifteen k lightweight chair that is the standard cost of what a um, active wheelchair is I'm now. That's not that's not a, a huge cost. That is just what they cost these days. It
0: sounds like a shitload of money, and it and it is it a is, shitload it's of way money. Too much, but that's just what it is. That's just it. That's you it. Know, you
1: it's know, we the the chairs are custom built to our frame because we're in these things all the time. It's not mm-hmm. like you can use a fold-up hospital shitty chair because yeah. we, we don't have that option. Those those things are not built for people that are in wheelchairs 24-7. Yeah.
0: Okay, last thing I'm going to say about this subject before we move on. The NDIS need to have some people making these decisions that have some clinical knowledge mm-hmm. because why do they bother? What's the point in having a trained professional – occupational therapist or physiotherapist or whoever scripting these chairs and writing these reports if the person at the other end who's making these calls has actually no clinical knowledge at all?
1: Well, it's I, I just think they live, need some lived experience. Yeah. They, they need life experience to actually have an understanding of disability. And there's... Um, <sighs> It, you know, there's too many checklists, too many things that kind of get in the way of the realities of what it's it's like to actually live with a disability to affect people's decisions. Now, for me, the the, pr- yeah. the, the bigger problem, the bigger issue I have is is not just that, but that people can work the system in whatever way they choose mm-hmm. now there's people out there they're getting things items that are great for lifestyle that mm-hmm. are great for quality of life and that's all fantastic and that's what the NDIS was was originally designed for however there's people out there that are having things turned down that literally will not allow them to live life you there are you know quadriplegics that are very severely disabled that can't get the breathing machines and the power chairs and the things that they need in order to actually be able to get out of their bed every day. Yep. Um, and yet there's people out there that are buying things that are good and fun items and things that will give them a better quality of life. But uh, is is that and those things are being approved. So, surely we need to sort out the essentials, make sure people are getting exactly what they need in order to live life before we worry about all the other stuff. Because it seems to me like the funding within the NDIS is becoming a a problem. They're they're getting all spent out and money's being being thrown all over the place. Maybe take away some of the red tape and the bullshit that goes with it because I'm sure there's a lot of money that could be saved to be going into the right places if they actually did that. And maybe sort out the providers that that are uh Charging way overpriced, way, way way yep. overpriced, just because they know that they can get those those prices from the NDIS.
0: Because the participants aren't paying out of their own pocket; it's, yeah. it's government money essentially. Yeah. So uh,
1: it's government money, but the problem mm. is, it's the participants that are that are suffering because we can't get essential items because yep. it's costing the system too much.
0: Yep. It's if I, yeah. If I if I don't have a working wheelchair, I can't work and I can't provide and I can't pay taxes.
1: And you can't look after your five year old boy. And I
0: can't look after my five year old boy, which is you know. All of the above is an and issue.
1: You also can't drive me around, which becomes a problem for me. So you yeah. know,
0: <laughs> you, yeah,
1: exactly. So really, none, none of the you know the stuff that I did to try and get you this chair, it, it was just nothing for you. It was all it was, purely, it, purely was, it was all just make sure that you could still <laughs> yeah, get around. Like I, I just want to be able to get to training every day. That's a fair call.
0: <laughs> all right, I think we should move on to something. Uh,
1: uh, okay. a
0: little. Should we move on? If you want to. Oh, let's move on. All right. Okie dokie. It's the moron of the Day. Moron of the Day. So, more of the Day. Was
1: you last week? Yes, it was. <laughs> Fucking
0: hell. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. It will be you at some point and when you least expect it. When you say or do some dumb shit, which, surprise, surprise, actually does happen occasionally. <laughs> it's on. It is on. Okay. You you got me right in the middle of it last week. I know.
1: And it was so much fun. Wow. I really threw you under the bus, hey? Yeah,
0: yeah. But you <laughs> know that's what?
1: How, that's how you lost your legs. That's exactly.
0: <laughs> but my, my turn's gone. So it's yours next. And it's going to happen when you least expect
1: it. All right. Cool. <laughs> do, do, do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... This so week's
0: more, this week's more of the day. This week's more of the day. Where it, it's kind of a, it's a, a group of people. It's not a specific person, but we were having this conversation today, uh, today about the stupid shit we get told or people, yes. the, stu- the stupid shit people say to us, um, sometimes on a daily basis. <laughs> um, <as laughs> oh, there's some clangers. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, everyone has dumb shit said to them. Um, but you know. When you say, hear some of the dumb shit people say to us, it's just. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just, I think sometimes people just feel like they need to say something and engage their mouth before they engage their brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: what, what was your, what
1: what's. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Um, wasn't all that long ago, maybe a month or so ago, we're walking through um, the shopping center, going to the gym. Yeah. Where we train. We do that a bit. We do. And as we're going through the main doors, a lady's come rushing past us and she's gone, oh my God, you guys are so lucky. I wish I could sit down all the time.
0: My ass is numb.
1: <laughs>
0: do, it, do you realize? sometimes it hurts.
2: <laughs> do you
1: realize the issues that come with never actually being able to stand up? I mean, apart from it actually makes you very short and you can't reach a damn thing. Mm. There's the whole oh, circulation issue, the pain issue, the, the the shoulder problems you get from pushing yourself around all the time. Like, I, I have no issue with being disabled. I'm I'm, I'm quite a am a proud disabled woman.
0: Hell yeah, yes I am. I well, I'm am. not a proud disabled woman. I'm bad disabled.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got. Is there you something, te- you something you're not telling me, Adam? No, <laughs> no, no. no, no. You, you, but
0: you got where I was going with that, right? Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Uh, But, yeah, it it comes with its own set of issues and um, as much as my wheelchair is a vessel for independence, I would really like to be able to stand up just sometimes. Just sometimes my back kills. I'm sick of the back pain from sitting down all the time. Mm-hmm. It would just be nice. Surely <laughs> that's not the first thing that comes into your mind when you see the wheel- wheelchair user. Oh, I wish I could sit down like you guys all the time. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I,
0: I want to do that thing. You know how like when people got sore backs and whatnot, they, they lie down, belly down the ground and you walk over their back.
1: Okay. I cool. want
0: I want to do that but wheel over it.
1: That sounds painful. I
0: think that would actually... It, well, it's more consistent. So it's more consistent pressure. So I reckon it actually would be pretty cool.
1: I reckon you're going to end up with a broken spine. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you're a chiropractor or a physio or anything along those lines, let me know how that would work. am I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I'm probably not going to try. I don't think anybody would let me, but... But, um, yeah.
1: Is it, but how, how is it going to end up being equal? Because you'd only be able to get one wheel well, on. Oh, it's consistent. So, so, th- so the person in the wheelchair is going to be tipping all over the place. But it's
0: consistent. Instead of like one foot, it's consistent pressure. It's like a glide. Sure. Yeah. We going with that? No, <laughs> no, okay. Am I am I full of shit? Yes, yes. you're always full of shit, I'm mate. often full of shit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go on.
1: so what's it? What what can you think of an example?
0: Oh, look, there's plenty in 40 years of life. I've I've had a few experiences, but um, the one that sticks out to me at the moment, I was away camping in Brunswick Heads, which for those of you that don't know, Brunswick Heads is a beautiful little seaside town um, about an hour south of the Gold Coast I- into New South Wales. New South Wales, but hey, you know, we'll forgive him for that. Beautiful place. I've, I've grown up going there my whole life. It's uh, camping and whatnot. Anyway, long story short, I was down there with my family. We were camping. We had two weeks down there. It was really cool. And um, this guy, wa- I was just cruising around the campsite, and this guy walks past me, and he's sort of sitting there, and he just keeps looking at me as he's walking past. And I was like...
1: Uh, oh, I mean, everybody looks at you a bit weird sometimes. Well, I know. You know it's because I'm... I, s- I do too.
0: It's because I'm so exceptionally good looking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it is. You know it. Uh-huh. You know it to be true. Search, <laughs> search your feelings. Um, and I'm like... Uh, and just to, you know, break the awkwardness, I was like, hey, how are you? And without even blinking, he looks at me and goes, better than you by the looks of things.
1: Oh, dude. Whoa. What? <laughs> Please tell me you came up with some kind of cunny. Th- <laughs> I was... D-
0: cunny, funny, cunny, funny, funny, funny,
1: funny, quip to come back with. No, I,
0: I I was actually dumbfounded. Like normally I can be pretty quick off the mark sometimes, but I was actually dumbfounded. I was like... Yeah, I bet. And, I've, I've, I, and you know, it was one of those circumstances where I was like thinking later, I was like, oh, I could have said this, I could have said that, I could have said that. i got a cough. <coughs> That's what I've got to say, um. But yeah, I was like, oh, is it better than me because you know I'm so good looking, or, or
1: <laughs> what is it? You know, <laughs> oh, he sounds like a douche.
0: Yeah, I was just like, uh, I, and yeah, I was actually dumbfounded. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, and there's there's been others, but yeah, I'm like, he yeah. was just, I was, I was, yeah, I was in holiday mode you know I'm by the ocean I've got bourbon and coke in my I'm hand. sure you
1: were wearing a Hawaiian shirt because that's what you do I,
0: I was absolutely I was <laughs> it was you know midday and I was had a bourbon and coke in my hand I was living the good life and this guy better than you by the looks of things I'm like mate
1: Dude, I lead an awesome life. No no one's got a better life than me. piss Hell off. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Come on
0: my podcast and I'll tell you. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, do you know what I tell you what the other the other thing is that people say to us all the time that drives drives us nuts, cuz you that? know, it's, it's purely because we get it about 6 million times a day.
0: Are you racing? Are you racing? Who's winning?
1: I know. Uh, Fuck Jesus. me. I think I think they find it funny when like they, we come back with, oh, you know, no, 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 I, I haven't got a race until next week, because <laughs> they, they're like, oh, oh, hang on, what, what? You do actually race? Yes, people with disabilities can race.
0: I, I always just like, I'm like, have you seen the shoulders on her? I'm like, <laughs> as if I'm gonna win. <laughs> oh, or who's whatever. winning?
1: Me every time. <laughs> Although when I get
0: in a racing chair, when I get get back to being in a racing chair, consider your ass kicked. Yeah, okay. It will happen.
1: Bullshit. No. Anyway, what I'd like to say is I I think we need to set ourselves a challenge. Okay. Is We need to go around to random groups of able-bodied people that are just walking around yes. and go, which one's winning? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> this is what we get. Like, just because we're out together and yeah, we're just yeah. pushing around together, people say. So I think we need to get video of you and I going around and just going up to random people in the street going – which one's winning? Who's who's winning now? Who's, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> just, you know, and it, just see what people's reactions are. It
0: kind of reminds me in a weird way of that thing that's been on social media, doing the rounds on social media for a while now. It's that meme. It's like, um, you know, um, our family kept coming up to me at weddings and poking me going, you're next. So I started doing that to them at funerals.
1: <laughs> love, it. <laughs> love it. Love it, yeah. love it, love
0: it. All right. So moving right along.
1: Going going from people saying, Weird, funny shit to us. To um, actually, people just being incredibly kind. Good and people. Okay.
0: Can I? Oh, do I you the, probably can't see the button.
1: Uh, I think it's that one. <laughs> the kindness virus. The kindness virus. The kindness virus. <laughs> <laughs> so. As most of you know, if you've been watching us, we have not long got back from Japan. So, what, two weeks ago? Yes. Um, and we had an absolutely awesome time. Holy
0: shit, that's a cool place. We
1: had an awesome time. And we've spoken a lot about the kindness of people of Japan. We'd like to talk a little bit today, though, about one particular staff member on a flight, on the Qantas flight home from Singapore. Singapore to, to here. So we went Brisbane. to Singapore after Japan, did yep. a day stop over there and then headed home. Mm-hmm. And on the flight home, we came across this absolutely incredible Qantas cabin staff member. Now, I know a lot of airlines are getting a really bad rap at the moment, and we have you know dished it out recently. We to, have, yeah. To, to Jetstar, who made me um, crawl on my ass up to the toilets. Hi, Jetstar. Yeah, peace on the floors. We won't be flying you again. Just so you know. Peace. Did you say peace? peace? Sodden floors. Oh, peace.
0: Sodden floor. I'm like peace on the floor, but. Okay. <laughs> there
1: was no peace anywhere. <laughs> it's been a long day, <laughs> um, and yeah, so we've we've given a lot of shit to airlines. So we've had that we our last experience kind of left a bit of a bitter taste mm. in our mouths, um, and we've got on this flight from Singapore to Australia, and I've got to say, this one staff member made the entire. Um, trip just so worthwhile he was freaking incredible
0: cabin manager darren i believe he's something like that i feel like it was darren i mean don't get me wrong the whole lot of stuff on that flight were Were bloody amazing like they they were were just you know just uh from you know getting us on the plane and making sure we were you know well, just I
1: just things that should be standard and and easy mm. and and straightforward to do. However, they're they're mm. generally not when you're flying with a disability.
0: I mean, I'm I'm not high maintenance, but you, oh, you
1: are. You're incredibly high. You're maintenance. You're kind of
0: high maintenance. So you know, <laughs> making sure we had what we needed. And, <laughs> but um.
1: But no, this <coughs> this he he went above and beyond. And what was great about him was the level of empathy. Now I think quite often, um, when when they're dealing with people with disabilities they often see it as a bit of a chore and i kn- and and it's extra work and I, and i can understand when you're under a tight schedule and there's lots of different pressures from different areas all the extra work that has to be done in order to get us on board can be a mm. bit of a pain in the ass i get that but the human factor's often forgotten yeah, we're 100%. still human beings and we yeah. we've still paid a full fair flight like anybody else so we should be treated in the same way and this guy was spectacular he got on his, you know the second he saw us, he sat down with us he had a chat with us about how, what he could do to help us whenever they went on a break or the staff yeah. changeover, he'd he'd let us They'd know, let us know. Um, yeah. he said he said to me at the start of the flight I'll let you know before um, we get any of the breakfast trolleys out or the food trolleys out um, so so that you can um, you can go to the toilet if needed, because obviously in an aisle chair you're getting in the in the way a little bit with the trolleys. So you have to you can wait you have to wait around for ages for the toilet to be um, so that you can get to the bathroom. And um, it's little things like that that cost absolutely nothing yep. but can make the world of difference in somebody's mm-hmm. life. And he was <coughs> truly a kind person. And I mm-hmm. and I said to him as we um, when you went down to, cause you got off the plane before me, you, you're waiting yes. around generally for about an hour after yep. everybody else is offloaded to get an aisle chair to get off the plane. And I was sat there having a chat with him and I was like, thank you so much because this, this is often not our experience when, when we mm. travel. Um, it, it, it's, it can be a real shit fight. Mm. Um, but this guy was like, yeah, but I, I don't want to see people struggle when they don't need to when it just it's just a 2 second extra job for me and I really mm. really appreciate it And you know that. what
0: the funny thing was he'd actually seen that video of you yes. on the Jetstar flight, on the
1: Jetstar flight, yeah. So
0: crawling down the aisle to go to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, so um, we've posted it on the two cripples Instagram page, but um, that video there of me dragging myself on the floor up to the up to the bathroom, um, he'd actually seen it and was like, well. I mean, I don't care what his reason was, and if that that video had an impact on him, yep. and that's why he was being so kind. But he he let me point out he didn't know that it was me that posted that video. It was just a video that he had seen, yeah. um, and we somehow got into a conversation about it. I think when I thanked him, um, yeah, and he was like,
0: "Oh, I saw a hysteria. video, yeah," and, and, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's <laughs> me, <laughs>
1: and that was me." But um, but yeah, I I just it. It doesn't take a lot to be kind and to be thoughtful and yeah. to try and make somebody's life easier. So we, we
0: don't like we don't need a lot. Do no, we, like, we don't, know, not really. I no, joke around about this, you being really high don't. maintenance, but but you know we don't. It, it's you know it's just a, an, a a nice process to get onto a plane and not have any issues and and you and know
1: we can get to the toilet no without we any can problems. Get to the toilet
0: and you know, just know that we you know can get help. If we need it, if yeah, and when we need exactly. it, exactly. And, um, and and you know they were he was, and you know what? it's really really nice to sit here and have a good conversation about an airline. I feel like, and I, I don't like I don't like shitting on airlines, and and you know and just you know, you know. Shitting on airlines—bad <laughs> <laughs> That's think, why we need the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't like bad mouthing business. I don't. I I mean, you know, we're all in it together, and I get you know, pandemic and everything. Things are, are difficult, but um, it's really nice to sit and have a good conversation about a good experience with an airline. Exactly right. Yeah, because with particularly with social media and whatnot, nobody. You know, nobody ever comes out and says when they've had a good experience. It just, it's like, oh, I had a great experience. And, you know, they'll go and tell their friends. But, um, you know, when somebody's had a bad experience, the whole world will find out about it. Yeah,
1: exactly right. Yeah. But yes. Anyway, that was, we just wanted to say <sighs> thanks to, to those airline staff in particular, yep. because not all of our experiences have been that good. And it's nice to be able to go somewhere and actually feel like you're treated like a human being.
0: Yes. Let's just fly Qantas all the time. If you work for Qantas or you know another airline like that, and you'd like to sponsor us,
1: <laughs> yeah, we we fly a lot. <laughs> we do, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. You know, plug for us. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> cool. Anyway, right. So we've got something really, really special coming up for everyone. now. It's so freaking cool. I know, right? So we've already pre-recorded this interview, yep. so it will be coming to you now in the, uh, in, the in the edited version of the yep. podcast. And we're super excited to be introducing um, our Queensland Australian of the Year and all-round freaking awesome guy,
0: Dr. Dinesh Palipana. <laughs>
2: Hello everyone. So we're um, we're doing this a little bit differently to usual. As you know, we're always in studio filming the podcast, but um, today we're coming to you from our wonderful guest, Dr. Dinesh Palakar. (laughs) Palakar. Sorry, tongue tie, tongue tie. And we're going to be filming from his house this morning, and then go to finish the rest of the podcast from the studio. But, I'm gonna do a little introduction for you of Dinesh and uh, then Adam will carry on with the interview. So, give me a moment, so. Dinesh was the first quadriplegic medical intern in Queensland. Dinesh is a doctor, lawyer, disability advocate, and researcher. Halfway through medical school, he was involved in a motor vehicle accident that caused a cervical spinal cord injury. Dinesh has completed an advanced clerkship in radiology at Harvard University, Ooh. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Dinesh works in the emergency department at the Gold Coast University Hospital. Fantastic hospital. Um, he's a senior lecturer at Griffith University and a joint research fellow at the Menzies Health Institute of Queensland. Dinesh is a researcher in spinal cord injury. He is a doctor for the Gold Coast Titans physical disability rugby team. Awesome. Dinesh is a senior advisor to the Disability World Commission. He's an ambassador to human rights, to the Human Rights Commission uh, and the Includability Programme. He was a 2021 International Day of People with Disabilities ambassador. He is a founding member of Doctors with Disabilities Australia, awesome. Um, he is an advisory board member to Healthy Life. And Dinesh was the Gold Coast Hospital and Health Services Junior Doctor of the Year 2018. Um, Awarded the Medal of Order of Australia in 2019. The third Australian to be awarded a Henry Viscardi Achievement Award. Long, he was the I 2021 see. Griffith University Young Alumnus of the Year. Dinesh was Queensland Australian of the Year in 2021. Um, in 2022, Dinesh was listed as number 33 in the Courier Mail's top 100 power list for Queensland's most influential in health in and wellbeing. And his autobiography, Stronger, which is amazing, it was is. published by Pam McMillan in 2022. So. Wow, quite a yeah.
3: um, list. <laughs> yes. The question is Did we miss anything? No, I think that was, that was
2: uh, it. awesome. <laughs> now, no, you don't. can understand why we're so
3: excited about having Dinesh on. Um, it, it's, it's an honor to have you on the podcast. No, I'm excited. I mean, I've known you, Adam, for a long time. We do. Absolutely. I love you guys. You do awesome work. So, I'm Thank excited. You. But uh, I just realized we could see the wine rack in the uh, uh-huh. Yeah, in the world, you know, the funny thing is I'm actually drinking, so... Oh, yeah. that yeah. is so. funny, yeah. well, just, just to clear up any... instead of... That's for us yeah. to yeah.
2: enjoy. Yeah. Us. Yeah. It's yeah. okay.
3: Yeah. It's, that means there's more for us to to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, so... so uh, to kick off the question, so... Um, you're, you're originally a qualified lawyer. Yeah. Um, and then... And now you work in EDW in... You could say a very very busy hospital. It's actually the city in Australia. There you go. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a really massive change. What was the catalyst for the change in, in the profession? From yeah, um, I uh, I love law today because I think you know the three of us we talk about so many different things. So we talk about the NDIs, we talk about healthcare, we talk about travel and, and these things, but uh, it, it's all really built around the law, yeah. and uh, the law is what helps us uh, change things and fight for things, and so I really appreciate what it is today, but when I graduated from high school, I had no idea what I was doing, and I still did a good job, yeah. Yeah. that was it, that yeah. was really just it. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, it, I have yeah. a background
2: in law as well, and I, I went into law thinking that it was going to be something completely different to what it actually ended up being. I had this, this vision of going out and, and seeking justice for people, yeah. but it never actually ended up being that. I went into Wilson and Days, mm-hmm. and I found that for me, I would come home from work really sad every day because I felt like I couldn't really help the people I wanted to make a real difference to. So I understand very much that change in career and that change in direction and Um, I guess for you, you, you've gone into something where you're really, really helping people, helping to make a difference. Do you feel like that was the the right career change for you? Oh, yeah, totally. So
3: so the reason for the change is actually because I had depression when I was in law school Mm -hmm. and I had anxiety disorder, I had panic disorder, I had agoraphobia. I was like, it's one of the darkest times of my life. Yeah, you know, I'll often think about uh, depression and if you look at what you you guys do, like you just told me you went to Japan yes. to do the marathon, Yeah. yeah. but um, when I had depression, I actually couldn't do any of those yeah. things, yeah. I really struggled with that, so I often compare it to having a spinal cord injury and uh, compare the two experiences because I just think it was actually very paralyzing yeah. to have depression. Yeah. So, um, but I started seeing a doctor, and the doctor uh, was incredible. And when I came out of depression, my, my, my
2: whole world changed, and I just thought, like, I want to do that for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's
3: why I decided to go into medicine. So it's, it is, I love the job mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Uh, every day, I'm at work, and I just often stop and think, man, I can't believe, to do this for a living. So, yeah, it was definitely the right creation. Yeah, awesome. awesome. That's really cool. Awesome. So what gets to mesh up in the morning? Um,
2: Other than possibly
4: okay. a
3: voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, let me tell you a story. Um, yesterday, I had lunch with this guy. And uh, I met him, I think, a couple of months ago at an event in Brisbane, And he came up to me there. And uh, he said uh, he that he never owned a suit, mm-hmm. but he bought a suit, uh, and he couldn't afford a suit. But he put some money together, bought a suit, and hates wearing suits. Mm-hmm. But he wore one because he thought that he should uh, look appropriate when he met me. Oh, oh man. Wow. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. He was a
0: young man from
3: Africa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he said that he. Lived through the war, uh, they hunted him because mm-hmm. uh, he, he was a, because you of know, politics. Mm-hmm. You know? And his dad died, his family suffered, and eventually the Australian government evacuated him here. And uh, mm-hmm. then he ended up in Brisbane, and he said it was a really hard time, you know, there was so much trauma there, mm-hmm. so much suffering. But he said uh, he wandered past a bus that said, why can't someone with quadriplegia be a doctor? He oh. uh, said so it, it was the turning point in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and so he went to TAFE, then he went into university. Mm-hmm. And that was applied to medical school. And, That's um, so cool.
2: cool. So I love that story.
3: What gets me out of it in the morning
2: is that, yeah. is that
3: like it's just, um, if he is the only person that I have made a difference in, I can die happy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's what it is for all of us, isn't it? It's just <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that one yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: and that exactly, we, we talk about that level of motivation all the time. It's knowing that even if you're only making a difference in one person's mm-hmm. life, you're making a difference, yeah. and that's important. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
3: yeah. And there's one person your entire life that you know you've, known, you've made that connection with them, and um and You know, it really so it's, it's actually the simple conversation that you have at three a.m. Yeah. with someone, and you connect, you know, that I was working, I think, not last weekend, but the weekend before, mm-hmm. uh, and at about two thirty a.m., I, uh, I was talking to the patient. We had a really nice uh, mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. and uh, she just said, "Do you love your job?" And I said, "Yeah." And she's like, "Even at two a.m. <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah, and it's those people, you know. That's why it's, I think again. That's why the three of us do what we do, right? Yes, yes, two people. It's yeah, it's, it's the people connection it's the help and, uh, so.
2: Do you feel that <clears throat> the empathy that you have because of your own personal um, situations that you've been through has actually impacted you as a doctor, as a medical professional, and made it?
3: Um, easier for you to connect with patients. Um, I love going to work as a doctor. Yeah, but I hate being in yeah. hospital as a patient. Yes, mm-hmm. yes,
2: that's ironic,
3: right? Mm. Um, that,
2: get it? <laughs> yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah.
3: So I, um, yeah, I, I often just. I often think about my own experiences and how disempowering it was, <laughs> how scary it was, how uh, dehumanising it was sometimes even, like yeah. so it was, <clears throat> like you're so powerless. You are,
2: you, you have all your your autonomy taken away and there's your reliance mm-hmm. on other people for things that you've always taken for granted and, if, and that's... Um, I think that that level of challenge when you're in a hospital, when you've you've been forced into that situation, can be a really, really tough one to deal with, and um, sadly, quite often you can go into hospital and find people don't really understand the um, mental challenges that you're also going through Mm. on top of the physical ones, so Mm. it's important to have a doctor and medical professionals that understand those things as well, so, yeah.
3: And do you think that's amplified for an athlete?
2: Probably. I'm, yeah. for, for me personally, mm-hmm. I, I am a control freak, so mm-hmm. having, and, and that's from a lot to do with you know my personality and how I am as an athlete. I'm always in control of, of um, what's going on in my life, all in my life, and I have to be. So having that, um, that taken away from me is probably the hardest thing out of everything that I've, I've been through. So mm-hmm. yes, yeah, 100%.
3: I know when I was in 2018, I was just mentioning before we went live. Uh, 2018, when I had my kidney issues. Yeah, there were so many um, decisions that were being made for me when I was yeah. in hospital, even just about my mobility. That I knew what I was I was good with, but I was having you know people tell me no, no, you can't do that. and, you know, so, and I, I think uh, one of the other bits is when these conversations are happening nearby and you can hear it, mm. yes. yeah. I and mean, you're not involved as well, yes. so and yeah. you want to be involved yeah. <laughs> you want to get involved in that conversation. Yes. Where... <laughs> so what would be the hardest part of your journey? Um. This is a question that no one has ever asked, really being yeah. in the public, oh, okay. and um, to be brutally honest, it's actually dealing with some of the other dogs.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. yeah. yeah and um, it's not. Uh, it's not. We have an amazing emergency department. Mm-hmm. So all my colleagues are amazing. Uh, they're also uh, passionate and inclusive, and uh, I very much feel like at home. But it's when we deal with you know other parts of the hospital sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I see my some of my uh, junior colleagues in particular. Being abused or yelled at, or uh, so that kind of thing can be a little bit confronting, I suppose. Yeah, and honestly, that that's actually for me the hardest part of the job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: So, I have I have a question um, as as a doctor yourself, but also as a person with a disability, how have you found um, The level of unconscious bias within the profession. Because I guess as a doctor, you're quite used to seeing people in hospital when they're first disabled, when they're at their most challenging part of their journey, who are quite sick and not able to do things for themselves yet. But obviously you're also aware, having gone through your journey, how far you can actually come and and what it takes to to get there and how important inclusion is. I find that there's often, in my personal experience, a view from doctors that you become disabled and life can't really amount to all that much. And that's something that I've encountered um, that, that really shaped the course of my, my own journey have
3: you encountered that yourself within the, within the hospital system yes yeah. and uh, it was it was more so when I was a medical student and when I was a junior doctor sometimes but it's become less and less and less yes. <laughs> yeah. over time but even still like over the last year I've had um, and again like 99 percent of my interactions are'm awesome now <laughs> but I've had like the odd conversation where someone, you know, someone would have made a judgment about me, and, um, so often, like, for example, um, there was a, a, group, uh, that had never actually met me in person, never seen me in person, uh, never seen me work, and there were some senior, a senior doctor, uh, in Sydney, and she, she just, uh, made a whole range of judgments about what I can and can't do, without wow. ever meeting me person, without ever seeing me at work. Yeah. Even though my uh, you know, senior doctors at, at my department invited them to come and see mm. they just made the, made the judgments. Mm. So there is stuff like that that gets around, and uh, another friend who's a surgeon, she said that uh, she was at a surgical meeting, and another senior surgeon said, hey, I don't know if his medical degree is as valid as mine. Oh! Wow! Like, oh, wow. Oh, so you weren't in that room, clearly. I wasn't in that room, oh, but wow. uh, but it, it's a lot less. And I think mm. now ninety nine percent of my interactions are great. Mm. There are just the one you know one or yeah. two occasionally. Yeah. It's become less and less and less. I think that's why visibility mm. is so important. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yep. So I take every opportunity you want to. Yeah everywhere I can say, yeah. you know what, there is a guy that's gonna Exactly um, yeah. and I think that it, as as time goes on, I think more and more it's so for the kids as they say it's one of two. How
2: does
3: that make you feel like you you know, we're we're grateful that you know you're saying those interactions are less and less when you have those? How does that make you feel when you when you come across those? Like oh, I feel 100%. the heart every time. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent right? it is a hundred percent. You know your worth, and you know what you're you're capable of, and, and you know you're here and doing your thing. And, uh.
2: and, and just because somebody's body works differently doesn't mean that they are any different mm. to anyone else. Who's also put the work in, and, and also um, you know is is in a position or a job or whatever they're doing mm. in their life. It, it can be extremely frustrating when you um, encounter those those that that level of um, unconscious bias. And yeah. people, people mostly don't don't have those thoughts and feelings and opinions because they're meaning to be that way. If when you encounter them with them and say, oh, hang on, that's a really messed up point of view, they're often like, oh, hang on, I didn't mean it like that. But at the end of the day, it's it's still those little thoughts in their head which is making them act in a certain way. And it's, it's it shapes the the lives of people with disabilities in a very, very negative way. And yes. it, it's something that we all need to fight hard to change. Well, and yeah, I
3: mean, yesterday, <laughs> someone was talking, telling me about a job interview they had recently. They're talented, skilled, had the resume, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the, the, when they got the feedback from the interview, they said, you're just not a good fit as mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. And um, they, didn't have, they didn't have a disability on <laughs> it one, but uh thought, so, man, that
2: sucks to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Someone just said you can't have the job because well, you are who you yeah. are.
2: Yeah, and there's That's nothing you can do about that. so good. Yeah, it
3: is. So we've just had international medical history. What does that day mean to you? Uh That day, I often think that It is a work in progress Mm -hmm. towards the day where we don't need that day. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Because we're having these conversations now, but what if we live in a world where we didn't need to? um, It's just disability is just part of life.
2: It's just normal and everybody's treated equitably Mm -hmm. and um, in in the way that they should be. be. It would be nice to not have to... Have them
3: um, have those those session days, I guess. Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I think you and I were at a a little while ago, Tash. Uh, the variety. Yeah
2: yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Do you remember one of the little girls asked uh, whether I used a wheelchair because I think it's cool?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> that's the future, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly the way it should be which is
3: cool. Yeah. vessels They're so awesome. <laughs> I, I wish I had my camera out. I, I got a photo of um, my son, who's able-bodied, and it was him and two, three other kids in wheelchairs just pushing down the hallway once, and they were in their chairs, and he was in the middle, of and it was the coolest photo. Whatever. It was just inclusion or whatever. It was, just,
2: uh, yeah, it was so, such it
3: a Was disability
2: Yeah, it was that disability yeah, It was, yeah. a disability right. yeah. it was yeah. just, they
3: just put the biggest, biggest the smile on it. again, kids, right? Like they they don't care.
2: No, it's not. Yeah, exactly. And I'd love to know at which point our view of the world changes Mm -hmm. so that we go from being that level of accepting of Mm -hmm. everybody to um, placing judgment on things. What what changes in our minds to make us, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, environment, all those kind of things make a difference, but. I'd love to know why that happens with so many people. It's such
3: a shame. Yeah. You know, what's been interesting to me is um, people often ask me what it's like uh, being born in Sri Lanka and being here. And the the thing is, uh, we moved to Byron Bay after we moved to Australia. And when I grew up in Byron Bay, I, I, I caught up with a friend I went to school with uh, a year or two ago, we hadn't seen each other for 20 years, and um, he told me that his family, um, uh, have um, Aboriginal and Torres St. Islander heritage, he, and I never knew that. And he said, Come to think of it, I never thought about you being really here from Sri Lanka. <laughs> and I think when, when we went to school in Byron Bay, no one cared about yeah, you someone was someone's from, yeah. we had. Well, people you know from wealthy you families, know, we have people who are living on welfare. You we know, have people from Sri Lanka. You know, all this, and no one cares.
2: And isn't diversity fantastic?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I had a um, uh, my son Fletcher does uh, with little athletics, and I was with him one day. I made a point of going as much as I can, and you know, help out where I can. Usual then, you know, you go somewhere and all the little kids are looking at you and, you know, checking out the chair and stuff and, you know, that's what we're used to. And uh, he came up to me afterwards and he goes, he says, Daddy, what, what are those kids what, looking at the chair and looking at you? And I said, Well, mate, I said, you know, they're your age, they're, they're five or six or seven. And I said, Maybe they've never seen a person with a disability or somebody who uses a wheelchair before. And he was he was was mind blown. He's like, What? They've never met. I'm like, Wow, (coughs) I said, said, You know, there's people in the world who are my age or dad's age that have never met or you know had somebody
2: with a disability in their life, and he was was completely mind blown by that
3: because he's just surrounded by disability every day, you
2: know, Mm. and other friends that we have in wheelchairs, and it's just normal. Yeah. you know, the same with my little
3: niece, it's just it's just part of life and that's great. You know? yeah, that's yeah. great. Exactly. yeah. Yeah, awesome. So we you know, everyone has challenges and, and tough days and and um you know you know living with disability, you know, we, we have a few extra things that, to, to happen and go, um, go and roll with and whatnot, roll with what gets you
2: through
3: the tough days. Ice cream and the Simpsons. I oh yes, yeah, yeah.
2: Man after
3: my own heart, and ah. the Simpsons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> And you love so the ice cream. So and I love you know. ice cream. Even yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whilst I'm watching Simpsons, I was just eating my ice yeah, yeah, so I um I discovered some low calorie ice creams. Oh, uh-huh. uh, I'm like so, that. Yes, captions getting a bit fuzzy. Yeah, so as cool. yeah. 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 <laughs> right. 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 um yeah, so it's uh it's amazing. So. My like, okay, girlfriend, uh, you met her just to get excited, so she's off to work. Uh, and she'll finish around uh, probably 11, 12, or somewhere thereabouts. Mm. But she'll often give me a call uh, and she'll be like, You're in bed, you need cream." <laughs> 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 I can hear it.
2: Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, yes,
3: um, yes I am. I'm <laughs> only that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And I mean, Yeah, we, we all need like, we all have our little things, right? Like, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but um, like for us, it's going to the gym. It's that. Yeah. It's that you yeah, know, that mental release that you get, the rush of the that you get from going to the gym. Yeah. probably a bit more healthy than ice. Cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I wouldn't mind an ice cream. if <laughs> yeah. yeah. we not even care. We go to the gym, then we'll have exactly. the ice cream. Exactly, so we yeah. Yeah. the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or if we're going
3: past awesome, we, we might have the ice cream, then go to the gym, go to the gym. Which yeah. 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 never yeah. feels all that good, <laughs> I've got to tell
2: you. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I'd like to know, hmm. um, has your motivation changed since your accident. It was a motorcycle accident, wasn't it? Car accident. Um, car accident, yeah. So has has what motivates you changed since that? Yeah,
3: and my level of motivation yeah. for sure as well, because I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like, man, I'm hungry for life. Yes, yeah. yeah. you know,
2: yeah. we, we, we talk about it, we call it your, your holy shit moment, the yeah. moment where you're like, oh, actually life is for living. Yeah. It's, you've got to take. You realize how how fragile life is, and yes. I mean, you've got to I mean, just grab it with both hands and yeah. squeeze it by the balls, and just you know go yeah. for it. Exactly. Yeah,
3: and I mean, copy me, right? But yeah. I, I see people all the time end up in the emergency department, and some don't make it out life. Yeah. yeah, and I always wonder be this person and then make the most of their day. Do mm-hmm. They yeah, hug the person that they love. Yeah. What would they have done before they yeah. Yeah. Thing you knew they were going to pass away?
2: Yeah. 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 Guess, like, it could be any day, right? I don't yeah. know. And, and that's the thing, the audio, I've always said this, tell the people that you love them before you go to sleep at night, before you leave in the morning, say, just, you know, it doesn't matter who it is—friends, family—tell them that you love them, mm. the people that you care about, so that they will always know that because that is so important. And so that you, if anything were to happen to you, you know that you could leave this earth in a, in a positive way. You know?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's funny how life has a way of you know kind of giving giving us a bit of kicking the arse to, you know. Realize things and all that sort of stuff. and then you know, I was talking to you about my like, kidney issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, you know, when I was in renal failure in 2018, and thankfully I'm, I'm here to tell the tale and is all good. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, you
3: know, um, my doctor came in on the third day I was in hospital and he said, You're a lucky bastard. And he said, Another two or three days at home and he said, You were just going to go to sleep and not wake up. Yeah. And, I'm glad you did. Yeah, me too. That's fine. <laughs> So the book, like, the book is is awesome. Like, you know, like, I was living, um, uh, well, we in
2: we in Auckland, Yorkland. yeah, and
3: um, three you know bit hour flight or whatever. And I said to Tash, "I'm, like, I'm going to get a book. I'm going to get a book." And uh, I this act-
2: is from a guy that never reads. I, got book. <laughs> I, read,
3: I read signs and stuff. I have to <laughs> and I said, "I'm going to get a book. Three hour flight. I'm not tired. I'm going to I'm going to read." And I actually. I actively went and sought out your book. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, this is something I need in my life. And I thought, oh, it's gonna be, you know, if I find it awesome, but you know, Auckland yeah. Airport. And
2: it was there, it was oh, up, right it's my face. So like and, and I know
3: I messaged you on Instagram, I'm like, yeah. check this out. So awesome book. <laughs> Talk to me about the experience of writing that book. Yeah. I guess you didn't get to the point where I wrote like that no, and standardizing. Dick. Yeah, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I there, I'm like, yeah. Nah, I so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. nah, I've always appreciated you, man. But, um, yeah, I, I never thought, I don't know, I never thought anyone would read about, you know, you sound that, right? You just get, you just suck. yeah. But uh, I had a few friends and uh, mom you and know, I don't have if for this life. Life. Yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh you.
2: Yeah, oh, cool, okay. Hey, my hustle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He <laughs>
3: right. yeah. those YouTube videos, right? eh? Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, little annoying
3: once that come up you. But, um, yeah, so then, then it was this, uh, it's serendipity. Hey, I always mm-hmm. think about life, and I think, all right, like I suppose I'm a man of science, but I'll, I leave my mind open to the possibility that there's many, many things in this universe that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. We don't. Understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I wonder, if serendipity. I it in I because something is like like it's in agreement yeah. yeah. And um, I, uh, I just wonder because uh, I just. Well, I, you guys know how it is to travel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got invited to go to San Francisco in 2018. I'm like, oh, nah, no, nah, no, I don't want to do it. And uh, Mum was like, nah, you going to go. You're the only person, who will go, you'll be fine, So Yeah. And uh, so I went, and um, uh, I just happened to meet the an author there. Mm. And we became friends with him. Yeah, well, And awesome. we've been friends ever since. And I had some conversations with him, and then out of the blue, another author just writing me an for a book that she was writing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's how it happened, this introduced me to the publisher. Yeah. And uh, here we are.
2: And, and It's, it's fun. funny yeah. how that those are often the experiences people have when it comes to writing a book. Um, yeah. it's just, it just kind of happens and mm-hmm. you find yourself there writing and going, oh, I'm not sure how we got to this point, yeah. but let's roll let's yeah. with it. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I think... The process of writing can be quite cathartic, mm. but it can also bring up a lot of um, trauma. Yeah,
3: you know, the interesting thing is, I don't think, uh, I don't know, I don't know if this is weird, but I just, I was pretty detached from the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, mean, I thought about a few things, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't believe that happened. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I didn't really have any emotions about it. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a bit of like um, uh, nostalgia about some mm. of it. There was a bit of anger about yeah. some bits, yeah. um, which makes you reflect on your own uh, how you handle those mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. It was really cool. At the end of that I feel like I've been to several lifetimes.
2: So yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I know in in the early part of the book, um, you talk about when you went back and had a conversation with Martin. Awesome lady, your mum is the best. She's awesome. Um, You have a conversation with your mum about when you left Sri Lanka, Um, and she was sort of talking to you about the things whether you remembered certain things, and often some, but some pretty horrific stuff going on. And I, um, and again when I was talking to mm -hmm. uh, the young man from Burundi yesterday, he Mm -hmm. said. Sometimes I question humanity you know, and I was, yeah. Yeah. And do okay. you think about that, right? Like, we're, we're here, three of us, like, um, you know, we're just we in peace. Mm-hmm. We can go about this world and everything is good, but then, you in some parts of the world, it's a mess. Yeah. You kill a hundred people and they won't even make the
2: news. Yeah. does that? You know, like, yeah, the world is um, incredibly messed up.
3: And, and that's what it was. Yeah,
2: that's what, That's why I'm a dog person. I love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> dogs
3: never let you down.
2: <laughs> but um,
3: that's what it was in Sri Lanka. You know, Sri Lanka was a incredibly violent, tough time. People being burnt alive, in ties. It's one of the strongest memories that I had. Yeah. And being blown up, body parts all the street, uh, beheaded, like all that stuff, and. uh
2: yeah, people
3: see that, or people don't get through it. Yeah, but uh, it but just
2: isn't human resilience incredible? Like, when the going gets tough, you know, many, many people make it, make it through and they find a way of that thing through, and that's I think that's something to celebrate for sure. Yeah, yeah.
3: well, it also puts things in
2: perspective, right?
3: Yes, yeah. so I talked to um. Talked to him about his experiences in Africa mm-hmm. and then drove down to the soup, the, the supermarket and Worcester, watched lady in the car park incredibly aggro about the car park and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like nothing, yeah. nothing seems nothing seems to be no yeah.
2: yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. It it's like you always tell me like I'm the most chilled out person in the world.
2: Um, so and yeah. <laughs> so we
3: get oh really yeah, yeah. Like, like,
2: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's like Complete 180 on the personality. The it's
3: like, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: god, I don't think we'd ever be able to put it to air.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should have done today. Yeah, <laughs> we should have just right. jumped in the car, we could get in the car, and uh, yeah, yeah couple we with yeah. yeah. the next caption. <laughs> no, that would have it,
2: it just would have been a whole time of me going, Oh, <laughs> <God."> <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs>
3: Jerry's article has comedians in cars getting coffee. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. We're going to have wheelies in cars. Oh, I oh, yeah. see. i like, this is idea here, but we're
2: yeah. you know, coming out. You have to
3: hear first. Yeah, Don't steal the idea. <laughs> <you know. laughs> so, okay, so with last six questions, there's quick, some fire. quick fire questions, uh, we ask all our guests if you could spend 24 hours in the body of somebody else, dead or alive, who would it be? And I know that's kind of creepy to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, you know my I think somehow me and my girlfriend were talking about this other day oh yeah I just spent a day in your place
2: oh <laughs> saying, though, that's, that's interesting I kind of like
3: yeah and then I was just saying I just make out <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> See, that that's course. cool. That that works. Works. You definitely get an interesting perspective on your skills, yes. that's for sure. You,
3: wanna, you <laughs> want, because you want to know what it's like to have no legs.
2: I'm so jealous. I want no legs. Life is so much easier for you. Like, I don't know, that's actually uh. really
3: weird, but it is. Like, I keep telling tell tell you, I'm like, I know I'm the surgeon i like to also walk Harvey if you are chasing Yeah, I was just interested. Yeah, should <laughs> <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. yeah. it yeah. yeah. a good word. I
2: yeah. like, you know, <laughs> don't oh, hey, exactly. okay. that's not creepy at all.
3: <laughs> Is there a food
2: that you would never eat
3: under any circumstances? Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that. That's really to pretend. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's It Trying new things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. have eaten like you know the like, yeah. in, in our hospital there's a convenience store, yes. and it's the coolest. Convenience
2: it's store, the yeah. best. Yeah. I live in that place. Right. Like, I love yeah. it. It's all you know, all your American foods and your British foods yeah. and goes,
3: with everything. We yeah. go for a tash for you know a, a checkup or a consultation or whatever, and we spend most of our time <laughs> in, <laughs> in that <laughs> shop. <so. laughs> yes. but, they have, like, scorpions and they have all sorts of yeah, stuff, that so stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. So, the is no. 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 Maybe, like... Uh, poop.
4: Oh, poop. Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
2: Well, that's fair
3: enough. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> What's at the top of your bucket list? Uh, oh, dude. This is an excellent question. So, I mean, I've been um, stewing over this lately. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to space.
2: Cool! Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. See, that that is a great book at this side. And they've, I know that they just put the first or um, they're training like the first person with a disability to actually go into space. So uh, hey, yeah. I on it. the. Yeah, I
3: yeah.
2: You've
3: got the whole doctor thing. Yeah, I yeah, you know. You've got the whole doctor and lawyer thing
2: going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, stuff. I'm sure they just. That's the Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a great one.
3: Which celebrity could you see yourself being bested oh, with? That's, yeah, that's, that's such a that's one, but <laughs> Oh, <afternoon>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's
3: really tough. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I about it, really cool. Um, I mean, a lot of people are funny. Honestly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah yep. Chill out and laugh yeah. all day yeah. mm-hmm. cool. So maybe like, um, mm-hmm. so maybe like um, mm-hmm. he's funny. He is like, actually.
2: Yeah.
3: Have you have you seen Brad Williams? Oh, uh, no. He's I'm, he's awesome. So um, dwarf Media? Oh and, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he's very funny, and he is. Hilarious, like, yeah, he's, he's awesome. So I knew anyone was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. like, Sasha Yeah, Sasha. Yeah, let's go
0: to that. Uh,
3: what's one thing you would do if it wasn't a factor? See, I'd be... I want to face... I'm scared, scared of this no. stuff that you... You yeah. uh, know, bucks, and uh, like, I went skydiving, mean, I'm terrified of heights, and, uh, Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh... uh so do shark diving. I
2: see. I'm, I'm all
3: that. Um, a shot, right. I I would that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's so scary? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, I'm, I'm 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 with you on the height situation. Yeah, um, but there's not a plane in the world I would jump out of. Like, I just oh, yeah. no. Yeah. See, I, um, I just I'm the kind of person that if I'm scared
2: of something, I make myself do it. So like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
3: I don't know. Uh, I might actually see <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it, it's different, it's slightly different to the question, but <laughs> you know, what like, the biggest fear in the world. let just look at my heart. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that is my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, they <laughs> no, no, actually. That, that's it. That's a yeah. yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. And, you know, um, when you know she's been this massive part of your life and is as yeah, the same thing. Same me. You know, growing up on four years old she her and um, like you, are, I wouldn't be anywhere where I am now without you know my family and my mum and you know. You know so yeah. Um. Okay. Very last question. What is the best piece of advice you? I've been given many good bits of advice so far. I'll, I'll say a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a couple. My best friend, when I came back to medical school, uh, he said that, you know, if you, you're doing something difficult that hasn't been really, you know, it's part of the and all this. Mm-hmm. And you need to treat yourself like an elite athlete. So the way you eat, the way you do all your stuff, yeah. the way you structure your life, should be like that, and it's held me in good stead ever mm-hmm. since then. Um, someone told me that uh, you have to stay above the fray, mm-hmm. uh, so when there's all this chaos happening, you know, don't get sucked into it, okay. uh, don't get the emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think... Uh, Who called me for a doctor, I would imagine. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the best thing I've learned from people is to have humility. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like all human beings. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I um was at a, a being recently. I met someone from a very large company, and this person was um the office manager for the headquarters. Mm-hmm. They said um, the other professionals that are in that business, they're treated. This person like yeah. rubbish. Mm. How's that? And he, and, and he said, you know, mm-hmm. this, this is it's hard, right. it, it sucks, and it, it makes me really angry. I mean, why would you treat yeah. someone like that? You yeah. know, yeah. why would you? we well, all human. I'm yeah, saying, exactly. we're all human. Uh, we're wow. all, you know, we all end up in the same place, we start from the same place, we mm-hmm. live <laughs> in the same
2: place. A pleasure, one's
3: bread. A pleasure, and yeah. it doesn't need it come
2: to <laughs> you. <Yes. the way. laughs> yeah. you
3: probably do that. It is pretty blue you've got a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think humility is the... I know really, really, uh, So, yeah. yeah. Anything else? No. Anything that, no. Anything, no, no, I
2: don't think so. I, I think, I think that's it. It's been awesome. so, so Joining us today, and we really enjoyed having you on. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, it's been fantastic, and hopefully, everyone who's watching the Simon's work yeah. okay. So, we haven't got our oh, yeah. usual setup, so yeah. fingers crossed. Um,
3: no, thanks guys. I think, uh, the world of both of you, and uh, it's yeah. been like, an yeah. awesome chat. And Catch us next time for wheelies and cars. <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: exactly. You hear it here, you heard it, you get it here. Okay. Maybe you need to go to standards. Probably not good for someone who does not podcast
3: that can't speak yeah. properly. That was you guys. That, that was me. Like we yeah, we had our um, YouTube live last night at the last one we did premiere. Oh, yeah. And, and really, I, was, I I could not speak. I mean <laughs> so funny. I I tried. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, thank you, thanks,
2: guys.
1: Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs. As always, we'd like to thank our studio guests for joining us and, of course, to the legends at Pobfire for making all of this come to life. If you have liked what you've heard or even if we've offended the shit out of you but you still want to hear more, make sure you hit the subscribe button and also check out our Insta page, Legs, and you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops.